0: Hey guys, very much here. Welcome to show number 10 here at Startup Founders. Today, I have Lloyd Bulkin. He is the founder of Method of Denim, a company that's trying to change the way that we actually order or we buy jeans. I don't know about you, but I mean, for me, a jeans jacket is just a jacket, it's a normal jacket. And what Lloyd has trying to do is try to change the way that this industry, the denim industry, works creating these kickass, customized, one-time pieces of, of jean jackets, of denim, and he's absolutely amazing. Not only that, he has the most epic ever, inspirational Instagram account, and in this show, we talk about the challenges when you go to an industry that is like a dinosaur, and especially all the tribulation, stress, excitement, and challenges that you're going to face when you're trying to change the way an industry that is so conventional works. Lloyd opens himself in this interview. He's an awesome guy. He's inspirational. And yeah, I'm extremely lucky to have him in the show. And hopefully you're going to enjoy this interview as much as I did. So welcome to show number 10 with Mr. Lloyd, the founder of Method of Denim.
1: You're definitely editing
0: everything out. I'm telling you that now. A hundred percent no. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, Lloyd, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm excited to have you here, man. I think you're uh, an awesome dude. And before do we start, we start. can you please tell the audience of Startup Founders, who is uh, Lloyd uh, Bulkin?
1: Um, well, firstly, thank you for having me on the show, man. I'm really excited to uh to be here today and to have a chat with you. Um, so, my name's Lloyd Bulkin. Um I'm the founder of Method of Denim. Um, we are a custom denim label or brand um, that allows the user or customer to design their own denim um, that's made to their body measurements.
0: Mate, the idea is absolutely crazy. And I mean, it's so. I want to cite, and I, I've seen some of your videos, and it's badass. It makes <laughs> me want. I'm not like I'm not like a demo, I mean like a jeans kind of guy. But when I see this, it's almost like, huh, why I never thought of this before. So before we start with the with the startup, with the whole, I mean, business, tell me a little bit about about yourself and how did you end up in, in this industry?
1: Um, actually, just kind of by coincidence, I um I'm a hospitality boy. Um, I spent I finished uni, um, got straight into hospitality. Um, and was working for a Sydney-based hospitality company um, for about seven years. Um, I was a licensee GM for them, um, running different venues around Sydney. Um, and then, you know, kind of was always dabbling into fashion and, and a little bit into tech, but definitely don't come from a from a tech background. Um, and I was actually doing some hospitality consulting um, for a gentleman. Um, and it was probably the early stages of, of the, the concept of, of method of denim. And um, he uh he kind of suggested I spoke I speak to his son. So we were at the beginning of the of the business. I used to do a lot of kind of my own custom modifications, um, kind of some distressing and that kind of stuff. Um, and in hospitality, um, denim is kind of a, a center workpiece. Um, you know, it's your uniform. <clears throat> So always doing kind of my own alterations and, and a little distressing. Um, and I got put in touch with a, with a gentleman who does um, a lot of manufacturing for, for one teaspoon, a big Australian denim brand. Um, the original concept was, I guess, to um, get some, some fabric from him, get some denim um, and employ newly arrived refugees to Australia to do on-the-spot tailoring um being a startup um obviously cash flow is tight uh, once we started running the numbers it just wasn't a feasible option with rent and overheads and stock on hand all that kind of stuff um so when i was doing this hospitality consulting um <clears throat> with this gentleman he suggested i speak to his son and um, his son's actually developed um, a technology that allows us um, to take body measurements um and then from there to auto generate patterns so essentially we can mass-produce bespoke clothing that's, that's made to the individual's um, measurements. Um, and then on top of that, the customization side of it that laid on top was, I guess, you know, allowing people to express how they feel, you know, clothing and what you wear is, is a big statement piece to a certain degree. Um, so mixing the fact of music and motorcycles and, and all that kind of stuff is, is kind of where, where it came
0: Came from. Okay, so so before we talk about the way that you do things, the, the way you make, I mean, the perfect pair of jeans or, or jacket, tell mm-hmm. me the conventional way before you guys, before this technology. So if I wanted to, let's say five years ago, to be able to get, uh, the, I mean, the awesome jacket, perfectly, I mean, shaped, what mm-hmm. would be the process that I would have to do technically?
1: Okay, so for jackets and jeans, they're kind of two different um, processes because they're two different garments. So, if you want to get a jacket per se, um, you know, it's actually, you know, the, the, there's a lot of kind of tailoring and, and bespoke stuff coming out of, of Asia. It's always been a big thing, um, especially since like the Vietnam War. You know, there's a lot of um, bespoke suit brands that are out there that, that do tailor measuring. Um, the thing with denim is that it's not a cut and sew fabric. So, you know, with a suit, you you cut the fabric, you sew it, and, and, and it's fitted. Um, with denim, there's a lot of different. I guess, um, variations that go into it. Once you start washing the denim, it, it reacts differently. Um, there's shrinkage involved. Um, the way that the garment's put together is, is, is quite technical to a certain degree. Um, then you start getting into cuts and washes and, and rises and, and all these kind of things. So um, for denim jeans, there was a few um, kind of uh, little kind of pop-up tailor stores in Asia that were doing it, um, but it wasn't really tailored to, I guess, um, well, definitely not Australian style and Australian attitude. Um, so that's kind of where, where we saw the gap in the market, and, and that's kind of how, how we came from there.
0: Yeah, for the listeners of this show, I mean, I highly suggest you go to Method of Denning because the the, the style is, is pretty badass, to be honest, okay? <laughs> I mean, it makes me feel like, huh, I'm a pretty lame person. I mean, it's actually a very cool, edgy style. So you come from hospitality, how difficult was for you to learn about this, I mean, the insane world of how to make jeans? I mean, I mean, was it challenging? Or Because you, you're talking like, a, like an expert, like a PhD in Lennon. Uh, how difficult was, I mean, to be able to understand how the hell you, you, you're going to make this happen?
1: So I think, you know, when you start anything new, um, you know, the less information or the more naive you are, the easier you know, you're willing to... <laughs> To take part in that journey, unless um, it's skydiving. But yeah, okay, keep going. <laughs> unless, unless it's skydiving, that's correct. Um, so um, we kind of just jumped into. We kind of, you know, we, we spoke to some denim experts here, and we said, look, we've got this technology um, that allows us to, to generate patterns based on body measurements um, and factoring shrinkage and, and all these different aspects. And they basically just said, look, it's not really possible. Um, oh wow. And, okay. Yeah. Um, so they said, you know, it's it's not really it's not really possible. If it is possible to find someone that's willing to do that um, from a factory and a manufacturing standpoint, will be very very hard. Um, you know, when you're doing a, a, a suit, like I said before, it's a cut and sew. You can have one person on a machine, and that kind of will do it with denim. There's a lot of steps that are involved in that. You know, there's there's a wash facility that's involved. Um, it's obviously a cut and sew um there's your rivets and all these kind of other things that are involved so when we
0: i think i lost you do not disturb, but for some reason that popped up
1: let me just try it one more time yeah don't do not disturb yep um sorry about that <laughs> okay. um so when we started speaking to them um, we kind of got glimmers of hope from, from certain individuals. They said, you know, if you do it this way or if you kind of work with these kind of base fabrics and, and select your washes and, and stuff, it, it is possible. Um, our tech that we partnered with, they, they were quite ambitious. they were like, look, let's, no one's doing this. Let's just give it a shot. Let's see how we go. Um, and it was, it was a big learning curve. Um, it was definitely a big learning curve to kind of understand um, the different matrix and, and the different patterns And 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 data points within the body to make to make the garment fit. So, I think uh, you know people ask you know if if you're going to start this journey again, would you do it? Um, I love it, but wow, I wouldn't have realized it was going to be such a long road. But but we're there now, which is really
0: exciting. Yeah, awesome. And obviously, in one hand is the difficulty of making this right of of producing and dealing with the industry. What about the end consumer? Because I'm right on the side. So how do people? took this approach of like, Hey, you know, I mean, you've been buying jeans in one way. Let let me show you what we can actually do for you.
1: Yeah. So there's a huge educational piece that comes into it. And that's something that, you know, we're a startup, obviously we're we're bootstrapped to a certain degree. Um, You know, the site that you're currently on now is, is, is our site. That's about to be, our new site's actually about to be relaunched um, in about three weeks. Um, And, that kind of, um, that, that journey that you're talking about, the educational piece is, is something that, that was quite hard um, to get through and to, to actually um, convey. Because, you know, you go into a store, you are trying a pair of jeans, you're like, okay, it's not exactly right, but I can walk out with them at the time or, you know, it's kind of okay or whatever it is. Um, so we kind of took the mentality of, you know, the same way if you're going to go get a custom suit made or if you're going to go get a bridal dress rate you know you're not going to walk out of the store with the garment that day. So they know when they're buying method of denim, it's not just something that's been made from someone else or designed for someone else. We get the users buying or the customers buying it. It's their body measurements. It's their um, design. So it's been made one-off for them. So it's that kind of educational piece that, yes, it does take a little bit longer. Um, and, yes, it's definitely a, a different kind of process to how they usually um Usually, shop. but we, we really feel that you know um, what what the brand portrays and, and, and the attitude and 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 our sense of style and that you know it's it's made to the individual's measurements. Um, there's a lot more longevity in that in that product. So that, that's kind of the way that we're trying to convey that to the customer.
0: And I'm right now playing on your side, and is is this fascinating because? for um i'm not a fashion guy whatsoever okay uh, but i've been telling people this story nonstop. i've been i've been starting to do some running with um with the nike app and then i ended up buying some nike shoes and i realized i could customize my nike shoes um, totally. on nike that i thought was ridiculous i was like this is stupid and technically i wanted to do this black hole and i spent like four hours customizing these shoes i was <laughs> so into this right um, yeah. and so right now I mean, the, I mean, in your website, and I'm playing with the fact that I can customize my jacket. And that makes mm-hmm. it very unusual. So I guess, I mean, the, 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 the difference is that you're targeting people that want to be completely unique, right? I mean, they want that, that edgy factor of this is a one-time piece and it's done just for me, right?
1: Yeah, correct. I mean, the, the customization side of it, it, it can be very daunting. It can be very fun. Um, you know, you can kind of, like you said, get into this kind of black hole. And I, I think Nike and, and their UX and how they, they, they take that, that user on the customer journey is amazing. I mean, they're Nike. They do it better than anyone else in the world. Um, so we kind of look at these kind of key influences. Nike, Adidas has also got a similar kind of program. Um, there's been some great brands out of Australia. You can Stitch you or, or Shoes of Prey, um, even Mon Purse. Um, that allow the individual to buy into a brand, to buy into an attitude, to buy into the way in which they can express themselves through what they wear. Um, So that, that idea of, you know, you design a jacket, it's about your statement piece. It's about you. It's basically telling the world from an exterior, this is what you're about. And that's something that we really wanted to be a part of and celebrate.
0: And one of the things I really like that you're doing is is the whole branding. I mean, automatically, I think that once you go to the site, you see um, the idea of, okay, people that are wearing this, there's an attitude here and there's a reason why the, the, they're wearing it. You have some jackets right now on Instagram with the <laughs> most kick-ass, <laughs> with the most kick-ass uh, slogans, like loyalty got royalty inside my DNA. And I'm thinking, that is insane, okay? Um, like nothing else matter or stop giving a shit. So this, tell me a little bit about the, I found on the website that like you produce produce batches. I mean, yeah. two, two batches per month. So explain to people exactly what does that mean?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, this, this is something that comes back to, you know, being a startup, um, getting user experience, um, getting feedback. Um, so originally the concept that what we were doing is because every product's made one-off, we're kind of capped at the capacity and what we can produce. Um, so the way that we originally we were going to, the way that we, we currently convey the message is basically we make two batches a month, so we produce twice a month, um, and then on the, between the 1st and the 15th and the 15th and the 30th. Um, and then between those same dates the next month, um, you get your garment. Um, so with all those sayings and all that kind of stuff, it's pulled inspiration from music that we're into, um things that we associate with and a lot of those jackets that you see on instagram that's actually the customer designing their own piece that's them that's their style that's what they want to say Uh, you're kidding
0: me okay yeah oh that's very cool okay yeah i didn't know that's so technically people that we the jackets that we're seeing right now is uh i mean jackets that actually people design with you guys yeah
1: totally i mean anyone that you know if we come across someone on Instagram. Um, and, you know, we really dig their vibe and their style and their attitude and we feel that they're in line with us, Um, you know, we'll reach out to them and we'll say, you know, non-traditional, let's collaborate because I think that word's kind of overused. But we say, like, we want to see your style. Like, what would you create if if we gave you this blank canvas? So a lot of the stuff that you see on Instagram, those are just people being like, this is what I want to wear. This is what I want to say. This is what I connect with or it resonates with me. And they go ahead and they design their pieces and we make it for them
0: okay fantastic now i think this is i mean tell me how important is i mean is your audience i mean so who is the audience here seems to be like it's millennials um i mean mainly and it's funny when you were mentioning that there were some little asian shops doing this i mean Mm. customizing jeans clearly i mean they're not aiming to this audience so uh Mm. is, is this audience in instagram the i mean your target audience
1: like I said, you know, we're, we're a startup and we're just kind of trying to find our feet, um, yep. you know, with, with who that audience is and who it resonates most with. I think we've got a pretty strong um, brand proposition and what we are. We're, we're, we're pretty open to, to what we are. Um, we don't really kind of hide that or, or try to be something that we're not. Um, you know, so the millennials, yes, I think that, you know, the festival goers or those kind of people that, that are quite rebellious. Um, but, you know, me personally, I'm, I'm 32 years old. Um oh, I you motor- oh yeah.
0: there you go dear. I thought you were like <laughs> 19 <laughs> Nah, <No.
1: laughs> I'm, I'm well on my way um half foot one foot in the grave now I'm thinking <laughs> um so you know I'm, I'm 32 I, I ride motorcycles um you know very into you know you know Deus is a brand if if you look at what they've done you know when they first started, they've kind of gone a bit a bit commercial now but that original idea of, of, of setting up communities and, and tribes and, uh-huh. you know, those kinds of things that buy into different aspects of subculture to a certain degree um, is something that we, we kind of look at and we, we kind of look at these these other brands that are out there and, and, and trying to, I guess, put our feet out there, put our feelers and, and test the waters. I think it's, it's such an early part of our business. You know, we, we launched in, In October last year um after a lot of time developing and and, and doing our tech and getting everything right um so we're still just kind of trying to find our feet and we kind of put it out there and you know who it resonates with is is who it resonates with and and we'll we'll kind of move forward from that and take that data on board and and start analyzing and, and see where to move forward
0: i i love i love the fact how strong is the brand and i mean i found it fascinating that you only have been i mean open for I mean for four or five months considering how strong this is i mean the whole brand when you go to instagram you see people wearing the jackets can you can you give me a bit more of an introduction of how did you technically go from we have the technology we can do this let's build the brand behind so if someone is out there and they're trying to create that edgy feel i mean kind of feel on the product what would be your suggestion because i mean i'm not trying to over i mean I mean compliment the brand, but it's very clear what you get when you go to your site. And the branding is super strong, is I mean it's easy. I mean, there's no doubts of what you offer. So what what what's the secret in being consistent with the kind of branding?
1: Um I think with our branding, you know, we, we kind of we, we looked at who we are as as, as as people. Um, you know, what what are what are we into, what what do we like to celebrate? And I think, you know, it's, it's really easy um, to speak to different people and kind of to get pulled in different directions because um, everyone you know everyone it's great that everyone's willing to give advice and to help and and whatever it is and it's it's something that we've kind of gone through recently is, is this is this identity crisis to a certain degree it's like what are we actually trying to be here are we, are we trying to be more mainstream so we're more accessible to people do we keep our real edge and what we're actually uniquely truly about Um and we've kind of come to that decision where, you know, this is who we are. You know, if, if we try to be something else, then we're going to have to keep on faking it the whole way through. So we just really just thought as individuals, as, as people, this is how we express ourselves. This is the clothes that we wear. Um, and then, you know, just really ran with that um, and kept it simple. I guess I guess we wanted Method of Denim to be, you know, the, the branding's really clean. If you look at it, blacks and, and white, um, it's, you know, the typography is really clean. Um, so we kind of wanted to be that blank canvas, then to allow at least every individual to express themselves through the brand, and that's what's kind of come out through this.
0: Man, it's so cool, and it's, it's fascinating because the thing that shocked me the most is when I see the jackets on Instagram. I kind of feel like I want that, and I realize, oh, people build these for themselves. That makes it, I mean, I mean, fascinating and. I was thinking about how cool it would be to wear one of those jackets, even for your startup, right? I mean, the message on the back of the jacket <laughs> is so freaking clear and it's so impossible to ignore that makes it very, uh, a unique proposition. And even like, I mean, of course, I don't think people jackets wear every day, mm. but as a luxury piece of item, I think also from a branding point of view, as a statement is very interesting. Yeah. tell me a little bit about the, the instagram about how do you go from hey um uh, right now we have jeans uh, let's open my instagram account first day how did you went to to be able to to start i mean creating such a strong instagram branding wise the photos uh, tell me a little bit about the process
1: um so for us that was kind of a hard pace i mean i, I think think the thing to remember um with 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 modern, with method denim, um, the people driving it don't come from a marketing background. Um, we don't come from a manufacturing background. We don't even come from a fashion background. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm just being honest with you. I can sit here and, and, and say, you know, oh, you know, we, we did this and that, and did it. Yep. But I, I can, I can only be honest with you and be truthful. And, you know, like I said before, we're still trying to find our feet. Um, we opened our Instagram, we're kind of like, okay, what resonates with us? Music wise, culture wise, all these kind of things. And then I guess, you know, people use that term like a tribe or, you know, you'll find your niche. Um, but with us, we kind of like, okay, this is who we are. You know, we didn't have budget, you know, to go pay for influencers. We we, we haven't paid for an influencer yet. Um, it's not something that I personally don't um, value, you know, paying an influencer to do something. And then the next week they're posting about something else or a different brand or whatever it is. Um, I don't feel there's long, longevity in it. So what we kind of did is we kind of, opened up Instagram, you know, we started trolling, trolling through, looking for people's style that resonated with us and would resonate with us as people. We knew that they would kind of be, okay, well, this is a really cool, unique concept and it fits into my attitude um, and, and to me wanting to express myself through what I wear. So we kind of went through and said, you know, as a start, what can we offer? What's 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 the thing that we've got? think we've got, we've got a product or we've got the capacity to make product. Um, so we reached out, we said, hey look, you know, this is what we do, you know. We're not, we're not, we're not, um, we're not looking to pay for any content. Um, uh, we'll, we'll do a product for content kind of piece. Um, and I guess the thing where we vary from other brands that do that is that they design their own piece. So there's a bit of, I guess, more of an incentive there. Um, we're allowed, we're able to access, you know, maybe bigger influencers with, with bigger followings and not having to pay because the product's quite unique in itself. Um. That also allows us to you know save money on content. You know, we don't have to shoot our own content. We 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 allow um we allow cu- we allow the customer or the user to give us that content back. Um, we kind of set the the mood, I guess, and they see that from 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 what from what we post on Instagram and what, what the attitude of the brand is, and they they reciprocate that. So that's kind of how how it started.
0: And I I think that the advantage of what you're saying is that makes it very. I mean honest. And that's one of the things that I'm right now on your Instagram account. I mean on, on 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 the desktop. And one of the things that blows my mind is how honest it looks. It looks like people that are wearing the product actually love the product. And obviously it makes sense that they love the product because they design the product. And at the same time, they design the product. They want to promote the product because they're wearing it. So I think exactly. I think it's absolutely brilliant how every single person wearing the jacket becomes an ambassador. And I guess the pieces are going to um, open conversation, right? I I, I, I find it impossible that you wear one of those jackets and people are not going to ask you exactly where the jacket comes from.
1: Where the jacket comes from, what's the meaning behind the jacket? I mean, we've made a lot of jackets um, recently that that, that, that are really personal to people. Uh, We made a jacket the other day that, for for a friend um a friend of his um he kind of he reached out as a friend of his passed away and he wanted to put his 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 friend's you know favorite quote on the back of his jacket and he has under his arm where he's where he's got his friend's name tattooed um on his jacket as well so for him it's it's a really good connection piece it allows people to kind of um you know you may may not want to have that conversation you know of you know what 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 your jacket from or you know how it how did it come about? Um, but it allows people to kind of have, have that sense that they're always wearing it. They always got that, that story with them or, you know, when they would design that jacket, it stems from somewhere, you know, from, from an experience or for something like that. And, you know, the thing with denim that, that a lot of people don't realize, but every individual has this experience is that as you wear denim, denim ages and tells a story of your life. You keep your phone in your pocket every single day in that position you'll notice that marking. So we kind of see denim as 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 a piece of art, and essentially, as you wear it, it tells a story, and it ages, and it ages beautifully, similar to like leather. Um, so we want people to really wear these pieces, you know. We want them to actually live in them, because as you live in them, they become part of the story more. So that, that was a big part of it as well.
0: This is so cool that you're mentioning the importance of storytelling. And I think the reason why I'm, I'm so thrilled to be talking to you and the reason why I contacted you initially was because I knew there was going to be a story here, um, and just even the product, people wearing the the jackets. I guess that you cannot create a jacket if there's not a story behind, there's not a reason behind it, um, and that exactly. makes it completely viral by by nature. Mm. Very interesting. Tell me what are the challenges right now? That obviously you're trying to change the way that we order. I mean jeans. So, what are the, the the challenges that you didn't expect that were going to happen? I mean, a year ago, I love it.
1: <laughs> I can give you a notebook. Um, wow, where do I even start? I think you know, while it is a, in in a way, a blessing, you know, not knowing what we knew when we started, because you know, we, we've it's allowed us to learn and to to, to actually engage and, and get you know, build up our skill set. And I think that's like a really important thing, like as a founder, like I said before, not coming from this background, is that you have to make those mistakes to learn. You know, if you get it right first time, then you just think, oh, okay, it's easy. And that's the way that it's going to be. Um, but, you know, we, you know, the website now is, is great. Um, you know, when we, when we beta launched and when we launched in October, the main part of that was just to kind of get feedback. How does it work? How is, it, how is the customer experiencing this? Um, and then we started looking at other sites, you know, we looked at, you know, you spoke about Nike ID, um, and a big part of our new website that launches is looking at their customer experience. How do they actually customize how do they take, you know, they don't make body measurement side of things, but you know, how, do, how does a user actually interact? Um, so, you know, scrolling on a lot of sites looking at some really, um, key insights, you know, take putting other sites in front of people. What do you like? What do you don't like? Do you know what to do next? Um, has been a big part of it. And I think the other thing that kind of drives it, and that we're really excited about um, is that, you know, as tech develops, as body measurement predictive technology um, develops, you know, there is technology out there that you can take a photo and it takes your body measurements. It's not really that accurate. Um, so we're excited for that. And I guess, you know, being able to explore that and, and go further and, and make it really, really easy for the customer.
0: I love what you mentioned about the holiday with Nike because I guess now for someone like me that until like two months I never in my entire life consider ordering a custom made shoe and in reality it's a normal shoe but I want to put like cool stuff right um, mm-hmm. I, on the shoe to, to empower me it's ridiculous mm-hmm. okay it's just the same shoe that can get on the store but in this case okay, is, um, it says run today because I, yeah, I'm trying to exactly. push myself to run, right? And I feel that, oh, it's, it's completely mine. But now the idea, because I already purchased shoes from Nike, I guess Nike and I think even, I mean, Ray-Ban and, I mean, and all these companies are making your life easier, right? Because the education part has been already implemented by them. And if we purchase shoes from, from Nike, then it makes complete sense to, to go to the next level. Totally.
1: 100%. I mean, you know, customization is, is a big thing. Um, it has you know, been a from Belvedere to, you know, Nike or, you know, suit brands or any of these kind of things. I mean, for us, it's awesome. You know, the better these brands do it, the more exposure and the more it gets the customer used to this kind of um, experience, the easier it makes our job because you just transfer that, oh, okay, I design shoes online, I can design my jeans online, or I can, you know, get a suit online or whatever it is. So being able to leverage off off them is is something that's really vital for us. In saying that, no one else is really doing denim. So it is still a bit of a kind of shift, um, and I think that's just going to come through, you know, us getting the brand out there more, people understanding that more. Um, But I really feel in the future that, you know, and and we speak a lot with our tech guys, you know, you should be able to have clothes uh, the same way you have your coffee. You want to have, you know, an almond skin decaf with three sugars, the same way you should be able to have your clothes. You should have it exactly made to your measurements, how you want it to look, how you want it designed. It it should be about them. So we do that uh, or try to aim to do that. But the interesting thing that you said about Nike before was something that we learned is that while it's great, you know, to have all these options and to be able to do all these kind of things for some individuals, that's quite daunting, you know, it's, it's, 100%. Fun. it's fun, but it's also like, well, I, I, I'm not really too sure if this is really what I want or if this is actually going to look good or have I gone too far or, or whatever it is. And it is a commitment, you know, our, our product is, is a luxury product. It's not cheap, you know, it's, it's made properly. It's, it, it's made by artisans. It, you know, it takes time and, and the price points involved. So what we actually did is we looked at Nike and these kind of things and how do users usually shop. So if you're going onto a, a jeans brand or you're shopping on, let's say, for example, ASOS or something like that, you have products that are already there that are ready made, right? You've got a pair of jeans that's got a slit in the knee and some, you know, and the hems rolled, let's say hypothetically speaking. So how can we leverage off that customer, what that customer is used to experiencing when they shop is that we actually have on our new website now, we have pre-made designs that you can add to or take off
0: that's um, so cool that's exactly what i was thinking because i was thinking i mean i don't know if i want to create my jacket but i want this one that i'm seeing this guy wearing so yeah yeah, yeah. i I, exactly. I love that
1: yeah so you can go on and you can have that jacket or that pair of jeans and then you can add your little you know if you want to put your initials on but or if you want to kind of add one or two pieces or take one or two pieces off you can do that um so you still have that customized experience but we kind of hold your hand through, through the process in a way.
0: And I guess once you see that other people have the, the, I mean, wear the same kind of jacket that you're going to go for, it gives you validation. I think Nike does that when you go to shoes, I mean, choose the, the the shoes development, it. it shows you on the right side, hey, mm-hmm. these are the top five popular shoes that other people have, I mean, have designed. So in a kind exactly. of way, it validates you like, oh, okay, my, my shoes are not going to be so stupid looking uh, because mm-hmm. other people have designed it. It's pretty interesting how, our psyche work now let me ask you one question from a technology point of view because someone mentioned this in the past is clearly you have the i mean the, the e-commerce store what about the technology itself i mean is there i mean do you guys consider that as a backup plan you could always i mean sell these to to jeans companies to other denim company i mean how does that work there <laughs>
1: uh i wish i wish it was out tech <laughs> it's, oh, sadly, wow. it's not out tech yeah so we came along on the journey um, with with this individual that 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 I came across through, through doing some hospitality consulting. Okay. Um and the individual it's called the company's called Bespokeify. they actually come from a, a pattern engineering for for mining, for mining. So they come from that background, so they're engineers. Um and We kind of came along and they were at the start of their business. We were kind of in the conception stage and we kind of thought, great, well, you know, we can help you build out your platform and and help you with testing and developing and and give you, you know, feedback and and so forth and build out your back end. So it just married up at the same time. You know, I think if we came along across to them now, I mean, they work with huge, huge companies now. Um, they don't take on any startups. I think we're well, the only startup they have because uh, yep. they've kind of been acquired by, by a big Japanese brand. You know, the Zozo suits. Did you see those? The suits yes. that take your body measurements? Yeah. Uh-huh. So they're, they're, they're partly, in, they're, they're involved with those guys. Um, so we helped them develop their denim range and their denim line and how how, you know, the garment should fit and so forth. So it was just kind of a timing, a timing thing.
0: I guess a good thing for you with, with denim is that you know that this is not going to go anywhere. I mean, recently, I mean, we were talking privately a, a few weeks ago, um, mm-hmm. Levi's actually went in the stock market. I mean, now people are, this, I mean, technically this is going nowhere, but tell me a little bit about the, the industry itself. Is, is the industry a bit old fashioned? How does, I mean, jean companies or normal retailers have reacted to the fact of, of you offering this?
1: Um, Look, I mean, we're still we're still trying to find our feet, and I guess get the word out that you know we didn't launch in October. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I think you know it kind of lends back to that original kind of piece that we spoke about at the start of how we got into it when we were speaking to denim people. Um, I think it's a new concept. I think the idea of you know purchasing online and you know other retailers, um, you know, offering multi brands online um, is is an interesting piece for us, but it's also we also have, I guess, a unique um, proposition in the sense that we have to have our back end, you know, in there. We have to. We still have steps in our measurement process, um, and all these kind of things. So, I guess as they they look at us and say, okay, they're doing something interesting. You know, they're doing something new, unique. We haven't seen this before. Um, but I guess at this current point in time, that they're not too worried about us, but they should be. In the future, <laughs> once we actually uh, <laughs> we will crush people.
0: them. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, no. Look, I think I think I think it's um I think it's a new concept. I think they look at us and think, wow, okay, these guys are doing something different. They're doing something unique. Um, for those big kind of other brands, it's not in the interest to do what we do. Um, from a logistics standpoint, um, from you know from a, from a manufacturing standpoint, um, it's not really in the interest to be doing one-off pieces. Because for them, their idea is mass. Um, you know, they just want to kind of sell as much as they can. Um, you know, quantity is, is key for them, especially with a lot of their factories um, and a lot of their logistics. So I think they look at us and they think, okay, they're doing something different. Um, let's see how we go. I mean, I think hopefully in the same way that custom suits have have impacted that market, you know, with traditional tailoring, I think hopefully we can do the same thing with denim.
0: Is 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 funny because I I I spoke in Starcon not last year but the year before I actually had to speak there because I was working for, for the CEO of 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 Starcon Matt Barry so I was part of the of the company but one interesting things is that I, I realized how how boring startups were and how boring the branding was right with with something because usually startups are very, I mean conventional in the way they approach. And right now I'm seeing your our story, our crew in your page. And technically you you put a little bio of people that are behind with a jacket, right? The production part, the the brand beach, the manufacturing yeah. mixologies. And I was thinking, this could I mean there's also a, a, another range here that yeah. is not just the the young, crazy millennials that want to be badass with Ducati, but it's also the potentially for, from a branding point of view this could be a very cool proposition for uh, for a startup i mean as as corporate presence i can i mean i can technically see myself wearing a jacket here that says you know startup founders i mean something like that it would be a pretty cool idea going uh, on, on that route eventually right totally a hundred percent i mean there's you know that, that for us is definitely something
1: that we're, we're looking into now actually last week we did a You know, if you look at um, corporate events, if you even look at weddings, you know, weddings, are you know, wedding parties, bridal parties, all that kind of stuff, Um, you know, different startups, Um, it's definitely something they were looking into. We we had a, we did a shoot with a collab with a shoot with a photographer um, and actually a a bridal dress company last week in Brisbane. And we had on the back of their jackets, you know, partners in crime um, on the back of their jackets, a black one and a white one. And then it kind of had the date that they got married Um, And it said, like, till death do us part at the bottom with kind of a little skull on it. That's very cool. So so I guess, you know, looking at those different avenues, you know, not just for that one customer, that one individual, but how can we actually pull in a whole group of people that are experiencing something together and actually be able to wear that with pride that it's something they're a part of.
0: That's fascinating. And I guess that's the advantage that you have just by starting and being so young in your startup that, you really don't know what you're going to end up, right? Potentially you, you're thinking this is going to be for motorbike fanatics, but then you end up that all the the boring CEOs of, of companies <clears> want <throat> to feel like badasses and end up buying, <laughs> buying, buying the jackets. Tell me from from a personal point of view, I actually, I'm actually fascinated about this is how do you deal with the pressure of, holy crap, this is my first startup. Holy crap, <laughs> I'm trying to, I mean, change a very conventional industry. And I'm trying to also educate the uh, the audience and I'm trying to do the branding and you're doing these, wow. it's all this pressure on top of you and I can feel it right now <laughs> through the microphone. <laughs> so tell uh, me about those challenges, yeah.
1: Ah, wow. Yeah, I think you know. My my brother's always been in startups. My brother's got two startups himself. He's he's in the the nonprofit kind of sector. Okay. And you know, I used to see him, and he was kind of you know stressed and whatever else. And da And I was running you know venues in Sydney, you know, hundred staff, or whatever. And I used to sleep peacefully through the night. And I was like, oh,
0: <laughs> I love. I was,
1: it, like, I was like, I guess I'm just not that type of guy that stresses or worries about things. I guess I'm not. I'm not built like that. Like it's not right. I'm. Oh, no no when you do a startup everybody is that person um and i was joking with my with my girlfriend the other night i was like i've been having you know 3 a.m board meetings with
0: myself you know i get up
1: <laughs> there's, there's no one else to talk to and i'm sitting there and i'm like oh shit okay i gotta do this, this and i'm
0: pitching I'm, pitch, I'm pitching things to the potential founders <laughs> and the founder is myself
1: exactly totally exactly the board meeting of one um so I guess like it's, it's highs and lows, um, you know, I think when something does pull off or when, you know, you, we, like, you know, hearing you say those, those amazing things that you're saying about the brand, you know, you go on this high and it's, it's awesome. And, you know, you just, you just feel inspired and, and then, you know, sometimes things just don't work out and, you know, you think things are going to be quicker or take longer, you know, women to be launching our, our women's jeans. Um, and it's, you know, it takes longer because you're one person, you're kind of doing it. And you're, I guess, the key to what I've tried to do is just kind of pull in people where I can. You know, if yeah. they're willing to help or willing to give their time, you know, be really thankful and and, and take that on and and I guess pull on those people that, that that are that are experts in those fields. I mean, like I said, I wasn't a manufacturing expert. I I still I'm still not. You know, <laughs> I'm far from it. You know, denim's been around since like the 1800s, you know, and there's a lot of techniques and tradition that goes into it. So and here you come learning. to change the
0: industry in Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're they're like, like,
1: who's this guy? Um, but I guess just like trying to lean on people and be like, hey, look, like this is where I'm at. I've got this problem. Can you help or can you give me some suggestion or yeah. do you know someone? Um, for me, um, a big part of that, I'm part of a thing called IFAB, um, which is um, International Fashion Advisory Board. Okay. I'm definitely, I'm definitely not on the board. I'm a, I'm a member, um, okay. and you know, reaching out, reaching out to that kind of community. You know, Are you the guy that keeps
0: asking questions nonstop, like every single day? <laughs> I,
1: I, I go to, I go to the 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 the, the lady that, that that started. I'm like, hey, I need help with this. She's like, okay, she talked to this person. I'm like, cool. I need help with this. She's like, okay, she talked to this person. <laughs> um, but look, like like I said, you know, it, it's it's hard. It really is, and I think anyone that says that it's easy um, has maybe been really lucky, or maybe they're extremely smart and you know knew what they were getting into. But I, I guess, like the main thing is, that if you're going to go into something you don't have a background in, um, it's probably better to be naive and, and go in and kind of give it your best and be enthusiastic. Because if you, I guess, try research, obviously you need to have a calculated you know assessment of what's going on, but. Sometimes, you know, not just jumping in and giving it a shot will just end up deterring you more and more.
0: Yeah, it's interesting you say that because I had one of my guests that he technically developed his idea for three years and a half. He was researching because he knew how complex it was. Mm. And he realized that eventually he may not even launch it unless he just, I mean, mean, took the plunge. And he was an expert. He actually knew about the industry 100%. So I agree that sometimes... I mean being uh, I mean being kind of crazy and saying screw it, let, let's let's launch this is going to be the best way otherwise if you overanalyze everything that could go wrong you will not uh, take 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 a move now
1: well, that that, that site that you're on now so yeah. we we we've been kind of developing this for 2 years you know because obviously the tech and all that kind of stuff that came if we were just selling a finished product yeah, it would be done it would be done in the first 6 months but you know there's a lot of tech that goes into it and, and the website that you're actually on now it was me putting my foot in the sand and like we're we're gonna launch october 1st whatever whatever happens we're gonna launch october 1st and we'll get done as much as we can get done and i'm so glad that we did that because if we didn't we'd still be trying to get things right now and not actually be live and not actually be getting that feedback and and, and learning as we go because you know i think you obviously need to do your research you, you need to be in a place where you somewhat feel comfortable and that idea of 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 okay we've got a viable product here let, let's just see how we go i think is really really important because waiting too long um you know it will never be right you know ever ever you know you're going to keep on evolving so
0: yeah, yeah i think that was the the ceo of of linkedin that said if you're not embarrassed with your first product you you launched too late right so exactly so- yeah, totally. I want to talk about the sustainable stand and something that you actually mentioned and is the fast fashion. For us, mm. we are ignorant about fast fashion. Tell us a little bit, I mean, what's going on in that department with the whole idea of fast fashion?
1: Yeah, so... Um I mean it's something that we don't we, we, we speak about it as 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 method of denim and as part of our part of our USP, but it's not something that we 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 scream to you know the hills about about you know sustainability and, and all these kind of things because denim as a whole, you know, denim how denim's made is is quite harmful to the environment um, to a certain degree. Obviously there's a lot of tech that's coming out of it, but there's a lot of water that goes into into making it. And I'll touch on what we do from a sustainability standpoint. Um, But to talk about fast fashion, I guess, it's this idea that, you know, it's throwaway fashion, you know, if you go into H&M, you go into ASOS, you're buying something for $15, $30, what's that value to you? You wear it once, twice, and then because you only bought it for $30, you have no attachment to it. There's no no sense of, I guess, um, uniqueness to it because, you know, you can go into any H&M and it's everywhere. You know, and this idea that it's throwaway fashion, you wear it once, twice, maybe you don't even wear it at all and you throw it out. So what's the impact of that on the environment? It's a huge impact. I mean, textiles is like the second biggest polluter in the world, you know, f- for our environment and, 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 for, and for, for the world, you know, huge amounts of, of, of textile, even in Australia, um, end up in landfills every year because people are just continuously disposing of clothing. So what we try to do and I guess how our kind of stand around sustainability um, is twofold. So we don't make a garment unless it's got a home. Unlike a lot of these kind of big brands or even anyone else, they're producing, they have to get rid of it. So they either slash prices or they'll end up throwing away the stock or whatever it may be. And it just doesn't. It's obviously very, very harmful to the environment. So our one side is that the garment's designed by the individual. They've got a sense of connection to it. It's something that's about them. It tells a story about them. The other side, it, it's made to their body measurements. So it's not like, oh, it might fit or it might not fit or whatever it is. They've taken part in that production cycle. They've inputted their measurements. You know, our whole thing is like your denim, your DNA. That's whether it's your measurements or your creation or your design or all those kind of things. Um, so we kind of look at it from that standpoint. We only make a garment once we know it's got a home, where we know it's going to go. We also use a small wash facility. We use one-off pieces. So when you wash them traditionally, it's washing huge, I guess, um, washing machines and where does that water go? We essentially are using our factories as a boutique factory. So we have a 20 liter, a 30 litre, and let's say a 60 litre. So it's the same as your commercial washing machine at home. Obviously not the same setup, but the same kind of water cycle that would go through it. So the way that we kind of I guess combat it is that you know we're not producing mass production that's going to end up in landfills or end up you know just being disposed of we actually make these garments that have actually got a true purpose of someone, that someone's actually had a part in creating um, that's made specifically for them. Um, and that's made in, a, in an ethical way so that it's actually, um, hopefully, like what we spoke about before, we stand that kind of test of time the and they'll wear it and all tell a story and so forth.
0: And I think right now with the whole movement of minimalistic and, I mean, being aware of what we have, this actually is perfect. It's better to have one awesome piece um, that you love, and that you 're going to be proud of it and um, of course it 's impossible <laughs> we been playing with your jackets when're when you 're talking it 's actually impossible to not to love the jacket right because you develop it it 's custom made you went to build it you, you spend some time and energy and dedication, so once you 're going to have it you 're going to keep it i mean for a lifetime uh, mm. hopefully. Well, this has been amazing. I, 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 love the, I love your hustle. I love how, I mean, the balls that you have to, to go into an industry like this. I don't know, it's balls or insanity. I think they <laughs> combine both of them, right? Probably,
1: yeah. <laughs> Definitely, probably a bit of column A and a little bit of column B. <laughs> um,
0: tell me about the plans that you have for, I mean, for the business this year. And and before we finish, can you please, I mean, tell, I mean, the community where they can find more about your awesome uh, denim uh, jackets and jeans
1: yeah cool um so this year um after beta launching our site in october we have our new site coming out in probably about three weeks so you can see that at www.methodofdenim.com you can find us on instagram at method of denim underscore um, and yeah so this year i guess we're going to look at bringing out our women's line um, so we've got 33 styles and skews that we're going to be sending out across six different washes, um, which allows us to do that because we actually don't actually produce anything because it's made one off. So we're actually allowed to have a lot of depth in our skus and in our, in our product range. Um, and then I guess we're just going to see where the journey goes, you know, partner with some cool, interesting designers. We've got um, some stuff lined up with uh, a few different um, artists that are doing do some custom pieces with them and yeah try and join the journey i guess
0: you know i'm 100 I'm sure it's going to take off you just need i mean one like crazy home and white person to, to wear one of these jackets and as soon as <laughs> you know it happens um it's going to take off completely i love the product man i love your style i love how edgy it is i think what you have done on instagram is amazing without even it seems almost like you hired this mega marketing company and everything that you have done I mean, kudos, I think you have a, a pretty bright future. And I love the fact that you're doubting yourself and that you're terrified and that you're exhausted. <laughs> Those that, are the things you go, oh, there you go. Perfect. That's, that's what I mean. Sometimes I talk to some uh, startup uh, founders and they're so cool about it. It's like, yeah, there's no stress. Yeah, everything is fine. It's like, holy crap, how'd they do it? <laughs>
1: totally. Yeah. I mean,
0: look, maybe they do. Like I said before, maybe,
1: they, maybe they've maybe they just, everything's fallen into, into line, but you know, I, I guess I can only talk about my personal experience and doing it as a as a as a single you know, founder. Time. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think I think we need more people like you that are completely transparent. And I think that the transparency is what what makes I mean your your company and you as a founder, I mean, so likable. So uh Lloyd, thank you so much for being on the show. It was a blast, mate.
1: Thank you so much for having me, mate. Anytime. Okay. See ya. <laughs>
0: All right, bye. So, there you go, guys. It's another show. And thank you so much for listening. This was Lloyd. And how awesome is this guy? And how honest. And yeah, uh, heaps of fun interviewing him. And hopefully, you guys are enjoying the podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, why not subscribe uh, to iTunes? Go and check it. Uh, go and check the website. It's a landing page right now, but soon there will be an awesome, awesome website. Go to startupfounders.com.au. You can actually see the links there to subscribe in, on iTunes. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. And I will see you on the next show. Here, a set founders.